Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, the, the Lord has put on my heart as we, be, as we begin this holiday season to start a new series, and it's simply titled this, Be Thankful be thankful. That is the title of this series. And I want you to turn in your Bible with me to the book of Mark, the book of Mark chapter six. And we are going to begin at verse 45, the book of Mark chapter six and verse 45. And here the word of God reads, it says, and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when he saw, or when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out. For they all saw him, and were troubled. And he immediately and immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Their heart was hardened. Today we're going to speak from the subject, be sure to remember. Be sure to remember. As this passage begins, we see where Jesus had constrained or instructed the disciples to get into the ship and go to Bethsaida. Now, the disciples, they did not immediately want to leave Jesus alone with so many people because Jesus had just performed the miracle where they sat everyone down and fed 5,000 people, 5,000 men, not including the women and children. But they wanted to make sure that he was okay, that he wasn't going to be overwhelmed by having this many people. But they had just sat them down. They put them in regiments. And there, Jesus, he went ahead and, and took the bread that they found, the five loaves. And he took the fish and he divided them. And they fed all of those people. And then they figured that the master was tired. They didn't want the master to be overwhelmed. But here, Jesus also wanted to be able to redirect the emotions of the people who wanted to make him king understand these people were hungry they didn't know what was going on when they got there they were frustrated some of them were angry but then jesus began to teach his spirit began to pour into their spirits 
He began teaching them the word and teaching them about God and teaching them about the principles of God. And they were so filled, but yet their stomachs were hungry. Their flesh was hungry and needed something to eat. And Jesus fed them. And when this happened, they said, listen, you need to be king. That's what they were thinking in their minds. You need to be king. And Jesus knew. He said, listen, I don't need you disciples to start chiming in on this. No, I need you guys to go to the other side. Go to, to where we're supposed to go. Go to Bethsaida and I'll take care of this. And he took care of them. He said, no, you all need to go home right now. You all need to go home. No reason to sit here. You take what I taught you and you go and you teach someone else. You take what I've given you and you feed someone else. You go ahead and go on home. Go on home. And then when they did that, he went into a mountain to pray. He went into the mountain to pray. He also, speaking of the disciples, Jesus also wanted them to head over to their next destination while they had strength. It took a lot of work for them to do what they had been doing. It took a lot of work for them to sit all of those people down, make sure everyone was fed, to collect the fragments what was left in baskets. It took a lot of effort to do that. So he wanted them to go while they had strength. This is something that I want you to always remember. Remember this. The Lord knows your condition and what is best for you. Let me say that again. The Lord knows your condition and what is best for you. Sometimes you're thinking, well, no, I want to go do this and I want to do that and I want to finish this. And no, no, the Lord says, no, you don't need to do that right now. You need to sit down right now. You need to rest right now. You need to read right now. Sometimes you need to sit down and pray. Okay, he'll let you know you need to take time to yourself. Stop going among all the people. You need to come to yourself and spend time with me. He said, listen, he knows what is best for you. He said, no, you guys go ahead, go to the other side. And see, the key is we must be willing to follow his instructions. We must be willing to follow his instructions. His disciples, they did exactly what he told them to do. They got in the ship and they went to the other side. They went to the other side. But as I want you to look with me at verse 46, this brings us to our next verse. Verse 46, I'm going to read that to you again. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. When he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. Not just the disciples, but all the other people. He sent all them away. Then he went to a mountain to pray. Here, the Lord needed to pray. The Lord needed to pray. Let me say that again. The Lord needed to pray. Now, it's interesting because Jesus had just experienced what most would call an incredible success. But notice what he thought was the most relevant thing for him to do. It was to pray. It was to pray. Listen, most of us, you or I, after we have experienced a great success, we're trying to find a place to relax. We're trying to put our feet up and relax. Listen, just like when the Braves won the World Series, they weren't trying to go find, most of them, most of them, I don't believe, were trying to find a place to pray. They were trying to find a place in Houston to go celebrate, to go and eat and drink and be merry and have a good time because they had just accomplished something that was great. But here, Jesus, he didn't do that. He went to take time to spend with his father. He went to, pay, to take time to spend with his father. Even in a victorious moment, Jesus knew that the most important thing for him to do was to connect with who? His father. To connect with his 
Father. We've got to see this. We've got to see this. You see, this is a vital lesson for us. This is a vital lesson for us. During times of difficulty or crisis, we automatically know how to pray, don't we? When things are going bad, we know how to pray. No, but very few people have to tell you to pray. No, you're sitting there praying, tears falling down your face, sitting there frustrating, snorting, and all of that, crying out to God, asking why, Lord, why, why I got to go through this? Why is this so hard, God? You, you know how to pray then. You know how to go to the Father and pray. And see, that's the thing we have to remember. In a crisis, we do that. But... We have to intentionally take time during the good times to spend time with our father. You've got to take time to spend with your father during the good times. You've got to do that. You see, we, we have to be sure to remember that it was God who enabled you to experience your success. It was God who enabled you to experience your success. I need somebody to type in chat, remember God. You see, oftentimes when we go through these things and we experience wonderful things and, and we have those wonderful things happen and take place in our lives we've been waiting for, working for, striving for, praying for, when it happens, the, the last person we think about is God. The last person we want to go to is God. You think about all those people, all the people who now running with you because of the success, all the people who weren't there when you were crying, who weren't there when you needed an answer, who weren't there when you needed direction, who weren't there when you needed hope, who weren't there when you needed peace. They weren't there. You couldn't find them. They wouldn't answer your calls. They wouldn't answer your text messages. They wouldn't do any of those things. But God was always there. So when the victory happens, when the door opens, when the when the glory manifests, you need to remember God. Remember God. Remember God. We can do that, or when we, uh, when we can do that, it will make it easier for us to naturally seek him during the good times and not just seek him when times are hard. Do you hear me? When we can do that, then we'll be able to naturally seek him during the good times, during those good times, and not just seek him when times are hard. Anyone can do that, but you want to be able to celebrate the Lord, to celebrate what God has done in your life. Remember when the Ark of the Covenant came back into the kingdom, came back to Israel? What did David do? He danced unto that, at that point. He was dancing unto the Lord, giving him praise because of what he had done. The victory, the people were celebrating David, but David was celebrating God. David was celebrating God. We must always remember that. Notice that as Jesus went into the mountains, that he was able to see his disciples. We see this in verse 48. He's able to see what they're doing. See, there's a reason why you go into the mountain. There's a reason why you go into the mountain. Seeking the Father will always help you to change your perspective, to change your perspective. I would imagine that Jesus was tired. I imagine that his body was weary, but yet he went to a higher perspective and his heart was always knit to those whom the father had given him. And when he went to the higher place, he was able to see them. He was able to see them. And we've got to always remember that it changes your perspective. It's important to seek a higher perspective, especially during times of victory. 
it's important to seek a higher perspective, especially during times of victory. You see, this is often a time when Satan will attack because it's a time when our defenses are down. Do you hear me? This is often a time when Satan will attack because it is a time when our defenses are often down. When you, when you celebrate it, you're relaxing. You're putting your feet up. You're sitting there drinking your, 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 your lemonade or you're, you're drinking your, your iced tea, your sweet tea. Down here in the South, as many of us do, you drink your sweet tea. Or if you're feeling creative, you're doing it. You're getting an Arnold Palmer combining the two. Oh, you're just relaxing, taking care and just celebrating because of what God has done. But you've got to be able to understand you cannot allow your defenses to go down because that's when Satan will come in. That's when he's looking to attack. Always remember, if Satan can, can't touch you, he will attempt to touch those whom you love. You hear me? You hear me? This is why you have to make it a point to seek God and pray for those whom he has called to walk with you. You've got to do that. Let me say that again. Make it a point to seek God and pray for those whom he has called you to call to walk with you, whom he has called to walk with you. Because Satan will go after them. If he can't touch you, if you're strong in the Lord, you're strong in your faith, and you're like, no, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm good. No, Satan, you can't even touch me now. You can't mess with me. Now. You should have messed with me before. You should have come to me before this happened. You should have come to me before the breakthrough. And you did. You tried, but you failed. No, I'm good now. I know what God can do. I know what my father can do. But you better be careful. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. You got to pray for those. Pray for those whom God has given you. Because oftentimes the enemy will come and attack them when he cannot attack you, when he cannot attack you. Now, I want you to look with me at verse 48. Look with me at verse 48. Here it says, and he saw them toiling and rowing for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed by them. He would have passed by them, but he came to them in the fourth watch, walking on the sea. I want you to notice something. Notice here, the disciples got in the boat as instructed by Jesus, going to the other side as instructed by Jesus. And as they were going there, a storm came up in the middle of the sea. Notice this. Notice that the storm arose after their victorious moment. The storm arose after their victorious moment. Here, the wind was blowing against them. The storm was heaviest at approximately 3 a.m. That's the beginning of the fourth watch during that time, around 3 a.m. used to be that, that the Jewish people, they had three watches and the, the, the Romans had four watches. So they had adopted this four watch principle or system, I should say. And there they were at the beginning of the fourth watch in the middle of the sea, in the middle of the sea. And regardless of how hard they rode, how hard they rolled the boat, it didn't seem to get them anywhere because of the winds that were blowing against them. Can you imagine this? Pause for just a moment. You're sitting here rowing 
And then all of a sudden, these winds start blowing against you and they're blowing hard. And if anyone has ever been on water in a storm of any sort, you know that the water starts blowing in your face. And here it is, they're rowing. They're rowing and water's in their face and they can hardly see, can hardly breathe because it's all in their eyes and all over their mouth and their nose. And, and they're trying to get through and they're, they're, they're rowing and it seems like they're not getting anywhere. And they look over there to their, their neighbor and say, listen, are you rowing over there? And they look and say, now I'm rowing over here. Are you rowing over there? The problem is you. They say, no, no, it's you. And so they're sitting there rowing. So they're trying to row as a team and get through. That's not rowing. That's not working rather. Now they start trying to row hard by, by themselves and they're going in circles. That's not working. So none of it is having any success and they're trying as hard as they can. They're trying as hard as they can. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation that irrespective of how hard you tried, you couldn't seem to make progress? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Have you ever been in a situation that irrespective of how hard you tried, you couldn't seem to make progress. I mean, you kept trying. You kept rowing. You kept climbing. You kept swimming. You kept driving. You kept researching. You kept seeking. You kept getting counsel. Nothing seemed to work. Listen, I need somebody to type in chat. I've been there. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.